Cathedral family, stand to your feet. It's time to worship the Lord our God. It says in scripture in Psalms 22, 3, that God inhabits the praises of his people. I don't know about you, but I came expecting a breakthrough today. I came to praise the Lord my God. Here we go, Can somebody just shout hallelujah?
Are you grateful for the joy of the Lord? Yes. Come on, Cathedral of Faith, let's give God a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Welcome, everybody. Let's continue to worship the Lord. This is a house of joy, but this is also a house of miracles, signs, and wonders. When God's in the room, anything is. Come on, let's worship him today like it's true. This is a house of worship. This is a place of praise. Where every demon trembles. Where we proclaim your name. This is a house of healing. Our hearts are full of faith. You have our full attention. You have the final say. Come alive. In the name of Jesus, come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Resurrection power. Your blood runs through our veins. Your kingdom triumphs over. Even the coldest grave. God. 
does miracles come on put your hands up right now as a sign of receiving this moment God we declare our faith in song that this is a house of miracles and we'll be careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise and all of God's people shouted amen. amen hallelujah what a powerful moment as we come to the Lord's table, this is the table of Jesus. He invites us to his table to receive from him. There's life in the name of Jesus and Jesus is at the table and there's life in what we do today. So as we take the bread and we take the cup, let's receive the miraculous power of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Because you were broken, we can be made whole. And as we eat today, we receive in faith and we taste and see of the miracle power that's in this place today. Receive the bread of Christ. Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed because you gave your life we can have life we can have a life filled with power overcoming power miraculous power at work in us and so as we drink today we drink to life and we receive your miraculous power into our lives let's drink of the cup of Christ And now I invite you to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. It's the Our Father. The most important prayer we'll ever learn to pray. Let's read it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. We bless your name. Well, hello, Cathedral family. It's so great to see you. God is good at all the time. Boy, and there's a strong sense of God's presence in this place today. There really is. In fact, before you're seated, you know, wherever you're joining us at, whether you're here at the San Jose campus, in the building, out in the amphitheater, those in the parking lot, or whether you're online or at one of the other campuses in the Bay Area, I am so glad that you're with us today and there's a strong sense of God's power in this place. And so before you're seated, tell somebody, His power is present. Go ahead and do that. His power is present. One more time, let's give God thanks and praise for His faithfulness, for His presence, for His work among us. God is still speaking, he is still moving, he is still working. And we're so glad you're here with us. Welcome, wherever you are on campus or online. It's great to have Aldo and Seam with us this weekend. Pastor Eustace's brother. All kinds of people coming from Amsterdam and around the world. And we're looking forward to all God has for us in this service today. There are so many things taking place at Cathedral that you can be part of. This coming Saturday night, if you've ever said, hey, I wish I knew how to paint. We're having a paint night this Saturday. You can go online and register through our website. They will teach you everything. Even if you have no artistic skills at all, you can come out with the artwork that can hang in your home or give to your dad for Father's Day. Speaking of Father's Day, next weekend, Festus Azili is gonna be here with us. Can anybody say Warriors. He was part of the championship team in 2015 from Nigeria originally. He's an amazing man, amazing basketball player, amazing man of God. Bring out friends and family next weekend. You know, there are three Sundays of the year that have the highest attendance. One is Christmas Sunday, one is Easter Sunday, one is Mother's Day. So I'm here to say, let's make Father's Day the fourth one, okay? So... Bring, bring out your dads, your grandpas, your families to hear Festus next week. Bring the word of the Lord to us. Well, it's a great privilege right now. We have the honor of honoring our 2022 class graduates. Let's hear it for the graduates of 2022. We're gonna, take, we're, we're gonna take this moment to honor our grads. It's so great to have Pastor Hughes and Pastor Estes with us who lead our youth ministry. They're gonna call out the names of our grads and unlike high school graduations and college graduations, you're allowed to cheer after each one. Okay, here we go. All right, so our first one is Judy Abraham Igwe and Woo! he's going to Harvard. Harvard! 
Then we have Cassandra Aguilar, and she's going to Santa Clara University. Then we have Stephanie Akige Egberare, and she's going to the University of the Pacific. Yes, Stephanie! Woo! Then we have Crystal Cernardo, and she graduated uh, an associate degree in psychology. So she graduated college. Then we have Nevea Chavira, and she graduated high school. She's going to San Jose State University. Yes. Then we have Anthony Clement, and he graduated high school going to St. Mary's. <laughs> then we have Tammy Craven. She graduated college with a bachelor's in social work. At San Jose State University. Then we have Sarah Dang, and she is going to San Jose, uh, San Jose State University. And then we have Janine Dow. She graduated San Jose State College, no, San Jose State University, with a Bachelor in Science and Computer Engineering. Then we have Lovina Garcia, graduated high school, going to Monterey Peninsula College. Woo! Woo! And what can we say about this guy? How many of you know Dallas? Come on now, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas Manson graduated San Jose State University, Bachelor's yes! of Fine Arts and Dance. Dance! Woo! <laughs> Then we have Angel Nuno, graduated high school, going to San Jose City. College. Woo. Yes. And then we have Miranda Sigala, and she's going to uh, uh, Monterey Bay uh, City College. Then we have Manuel Tamarant, graduated high school, going to San Jose City College. And then we have our last one. He is one of our best youth leaders, right? He's still single, by the way. You know, I'm just saying. Um, he graduated Kansas State University in a Master of Science Academic Advising. Congratulations. Congratulations, Marcus Williams. Can we give it up one more time Woo! for our graduates? <laughs> All right, we want to give it over to Pastor Kent right now. We're going to take this moment now to honor an amazing group of people that Pastor Kent Guardiola, our pastor of our Gilroy campus, is in charge of. It's our interns and our scholarship recipients. Pastor Kent. All right. Let's give it up for our 2022 Cathedral of Faith interns. Let's start with Crystal Cernardo, our creative arts intern. Amaya Clement, communications intern. Anthony Clement, Milpitas Campus intern. Julia Cruz, San Jose Spanish Campus intern. 
Laisha Cruz, Accounting Department Intern. Sarah Dang, Children's Ministry Intern. Stephanie Egbarari, Youth Ministry Intern. Dylan Flores, Creative Arts Intern. Alyssa Flores, Communications Intern. Dallas Manson, Youth Ministry Intern. Gabrielle Morales, Women's and Young Adults Intern. Ashton Tumbega, South County Campuses Intern. And Diana Valderrama, Frontline Ministry Intern. At this time, we're gonna have Pastor Ken pray a prayer of blessing over each of our graduates and our scholarship recipients. I'm just gonna invite you to reach your hands toward them as they all come to this amazing turning point in their life. Yeah, in fact, I'm gonna invite you to stand just as a sign that we're standing with them, that we believe in them. You know, we love once a year taking time during this service to let them know we believe in you and we're proud of you and we celebrate this great victory, amen? And my dad used to say to all of you as you move forward, one of his favorite verses was in Proverbs chapter three, in all things put God first, in all things. Not in some things, but in all things put God first and he will direct you and he will crown your efforts with success. So own that scripture for your journey. Let's speak God's blessing upon them. Father, we just extend our hands to them and even as our hands are extended toward them, I pray that you would extend your hand to them. And we speak blessing over their lives. We pray that you would bless everything that they set their hands to. We pray, pray that you would watch over them. God, we pray that you would lead, guide, and direct them, that you would be their good shepherd. Father, we pray as they step into this new chapter, this new season, that you would be with them and that you would be for them and they would begin to live out the dream that you've put in their hearts. Thank you for this great day of celebration. And God, all of this, all of this, all of this is for your name and for your glory. And in Jesus' name and glory, we declare it together. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, one more time. One more time. Let's one more time. Let's hear it for our graduates. Woo! All right. I'm going to invite you to be seated as you are. I want to go back over that scripture that Pastor Ken just spoke over us. It's a great word for graduates. It's a great word for all of us from Proverbs chapter three. And here's what it says: Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. That's a good word for all of us, amen? I know it sounds a little counterintuitive, but my best advice to graduates is my best advice to you, which is never graduate. Now, that doesn't mean take 15 years to get through college and walk the line. That just means never stop learning, never stop growing, never stop coming all, becoming all that God has for you and what he wants to work in your life. Amen? Amen. Well, 
One of the ways we can do that is we grow as we recognize that God is not only the center of our life, but of every part of our life, including our finances. And one of the ways that we can respond to God's goodness is by bringing tithes and offerings to the Lord. And there are several ways you can do that. You can go to our app, you can go online, you can text the number on the screen. The ushers have envelopes if you'd like to put your offering and tithes there so that after service you can hand it to them. For those of you watching online, you can write out a check or mail it to us. We're looking forward to being able to bless the work of God here and around the world. One additional announcement is that today we're going to receive a special offering at the end of service for all of our scholars and interns here at Cathedral. It's been our privilege over the last years to give out over $900,000 in scholarships. That's pretty amazing, huh? So young people, just like the ones that are up here through the years, we've, we've helped support them. They've gone on to, to finish their careers in education and take jobs here in the area. Many of them are leading in our church. Some of them are actually on staff at our church. You can be part of investing in the future. Pastor Ken will give us more information about that at the end of service. So looking forward to you being part of the future by giving generously to our scholarships and interns. Well... Just looking forward to breaking free this weekend, amen? God's got a great word for us, and in preparation for that, a word for us as well as for our graduates. It's so great, under the leadership of Pastor Use and Pastor Esther, to have our, young, uh, young, uh, our high school ministry coming, coffee, youth, and let's welcome them as they come to minister. Leave the world. My father told me. 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 Leave the world. My father told me.
16, my father told me I can do anything I want with my life. I just had to be willing and work hard for it. That is when I decided that I will live my life to the fullest. Once upon a young year when all the shadows disappeared, the animals inside came out to play. Went face to face with all our fears Learned our lessons through the years Made memories I know would never fade One day my father, he told me Son, don't let it lick the bomb And I was just a kid, I heard him say When you get older, your wild heart will live the younger days Think of me if ever you're afraid He said one day you'll leave this world behind So live alive Everybody stand with me for just a moment. Uh, and Esther, come on up here, Pastor Yusin Esther. They are amazing youth leaders. They've, you know, they joined our team all the way from Amsterdam back in 2019. Yes. And it's been so great to have their leadership through this extraordinary time during the pandemic. 
But if you have teeners, teenagers or you know others who have teenagers, I encourage you, this is the place to be. They will be built up and encouraged. And so would you let them know how much you appreciate them? Thank you, youth. Thank you. That's great. Well, just remain standing. Once again, it's so good to see everybody wherever you're at on campus, those watching online. So good to have you here today. And in fact, I'm gonna invite you to just bow your heads for just a moment and pray with me. Father, we thank you for this moment in time. We thank you, Lord, that you would be present with us, that whenever two or three are gathered together in your name, that there we are in the, you are, there you are in the midst of them. And so, Lord, we bring our focus to you. And these next few moments, help us to hear the things we need to hear. A lot of stuff will be said. But, Lord, I pray that we would hear the life-changing word where you will unleash the best version of ourselves. God, we know that we can't do this on your own, so we surrender to you today. Amen and amen and amen. One more time, let's give God praise, amen. Hallelujah. I'm gonna invite you while you're still standing uh, to look with me at our theme verse for this series, Breaking Free, How to Unleash the Best Version of Ourselves. And let's look at Philippians chapter one, verse six. I hope that you've maybe memorized it by now and this verse is beginning to own your mind and your heart. Would you say it with me? Let's declare it out loud. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Can we declare that one more time? Say it like you're owning it for yourself. Everybody, can we put it up one more time? Thank you. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe it. I declare it. I'm believing that over your life. And just to say, you know, one of the things that means is it means that none of us are completed. All of us are still on the journey. You know, if you're looking for the perfect church, well, this isn't the place. But if you're looking for a place where people are on the journey authentically, looking to become followers of Jesus and grow more and more into that, then you're in the right place. You really are. You're in the right place. So before you're seated, look at someone and tell them, God is not finished with me yet. Go ahead and do that. God is not finished with me yet. God is not finished with me yet. Now, if you're sitting next to someone and they have no room for growth or no room for change, just reach over there and check their pulse. Or reach over and shake their hand and congratulate them because you're sitting next to Jesus. So unless you're dead or unless you're Jesus, you still have room for growth and change. And we're believing that God can actually change us. That because of Jesus, we can see real change and real growth. And there was a man in the Bible who, he, he once came to Jesus and he had a question. 
His son was suffering. And if we can jump ahead to that scripture, he asked Jesus the question. He says, if you can, if you can help my son, show compassion on him and help him. If you can, Jesus. Have you ever felt like that? You have something that is so deeply entrenched into your life, a habit. Our habits make up 40 to 50% of our behavior. And that habit is so deeply embedded. You know, we're so deep into being a control freak. Or we're so deep into having a critical tongue. Or we're so deep into being a workaholic. Or we're so deep to having feelings of entitlement. Or we're so deep in being a social media addict. There's an excellent book called The Dopamine Nation that was written by a Stanford psychiatrist. She's a leader in our country when it comes to addiction and mental health. And she talks the power of, about the power of cell phones this way. She's, she writes, the smartphone is the equivalent of the hypodermic needle delivering digital dopamine 24 seven for a wired generation. Dopamine is the chemical in your brain, the pleasure chemical in your brain. And the way our smartphones, smartphones are wired and our apps are made are to just bam, 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 to hit that pleasure center over and over again until we find ourselves. I can't break away from my phone. Well, if you've ever felt like a bad habit has had a hold of your heart, and you know about Jesus, you've heard about Jesus, you believe in Jesus, but you still wonder, Jesus, if you can, I think you can, but if you can, look how Jesus responds to the man. He says this, he says, if you can, all things are possible for those who believe. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Anybody ever been there? Jesus, I believe, I really believe, I really believe what I believe I believe. And yet sometimes faith struggles. Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. But the great thing is, is that Jesus always meets us right where we're at. And whether we have a little faith or a lot of faith, if we bring who we are and what we have to Jesus, what Jesus does is his power rides in on that moment. And if you will bring who you are and where you're at to Jesus today, Jesus' power will ride in on that moment. And when it does, he'll give you the faith that you do need to believe that all things are possible for the one who believes. And you know what I see today? I see a group of believers. Let's give God praise. Amen. A group who believe that Jesus can change our lives. But if there's going to be change, what we need is a strategy. We started talking about strategy last week. You have to have a strategy. Now, in an old film, there was a guy named Uncle Buck, and Uncle Buck had a strategy. I don't know if it's a good one, but watch, and you can make a call. Hey, I, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Oh, good. Isn't that something? <laughs> I'm on to cigars now. Yeah, I'm on to a five-year plan. I eliminated the cigarettes, then I go to cigars, then I go to pipes, then I go to chewing tobacco, then I'm on to that nicotine gum. <laughs> good. 
You got to have a strategy. You got to have a good strategy. Anytime there's change that's going to happen in a person, in a court, in, in a company, or in society, it takes three things. It takes, first of all, vision. It takes intention. And it takes method, vim. All three things are necessary if you're going to see genuine change in your life, in your company, in your society. It takes a method. It takes a strategy. God, give us a strategy so we can break free. My wife and I were so blessed one time to be able to go to Hawaii on vacation. And it's such a beautiful place. And so we're there on vacation. And the thing is, I still have my cell phone with me. And so I'm sitting on the beach, a beautiful beach with a beautiful ocean, but I'm not fully present. Instead, I'm looking at my cell phone and I'm texting my brother about work because I can work anywhere now with a cell phone. And so I'm texting my brother during my vacation, all week on vacation, I'm texting him. I'm driving him crazy. If you think my brother's a little crazy, it's my fault. I've been texting him on vacation all those years. And I was missing. Look at what I was missing. Being fully present in what God wanted to do in that space in my life. To renew my mind, to refresh my spirit, to re-energize my marriage and to recreate me in the process of my recreation. So we came up with a strategy. My brother, my wife, and I, we came up with a strategy. I took my phone, cell phone, I really did this, and we locked it into the hotel safe for the day. And do you know what? It's called creating friction between you and the habit you're trying to break. And God used that simple strategy to teach me so that I could learn what it is to really practice the Sabbath and to experience him in that beautiful moment. And on a side note, can I just say to all those fellow Silicon Valley workaholics, I know from experience, you know, if you don't come apart, you will fall apart. So make sure to create space distance, a rhythm in your life of work and rest. You gotta have a strategy. What's the strategy God wants to give to you? Well, last week we looked at some strategies. Today I wanna look at just a few more. And the first one is the power of payoff. The power of payoff. You may remember a cyclist by the name of Lance Armstrong. And I mean, he was a rock star cyclist. He was he won the Tour de France seven times in a row. Nobody had ever done that, ever, in history. But later on, we found out that he was doping, that he used performance-enhancing drugs the whole time. And when they asked him, why did you do that? He said, because I wanted to win. His desire to win was so strong that he would put whatever in his body so that he could win. And every time he did win, it reinforced that feeling of winning that he wanted, and he went back to, well, it reinforced taking performance-enhancing drugs until eventually it became so much a part of his routine. He put it this way. He said, 
it was like saying we have to have air in our tires or water in our bottles or performing enhancing drugs in our body. And that's the thing about habits. The habits that you have always have a payoff. They do. In fact, there's something called the habit loop. And the habit loop goes like this. First, there is a cue, a visual cue. And that visual cue sets off a craving. And then that craving leads to a behavior. And that behavior leads to a payoff. And that payoff keeps you coming back to the behavior. It's called a habit loop. Take, for example, what happens with donuts. Does anybody like donuts? We have some donuts today to pass out. If they would start moving in the audience and we can pass out a few donuts today. Did you know this year is the 175th anniversary of donuts? And here's the story. There was a sailor, 16-year-old sailor who's, who's you know, working on a ship, and he doesn't like the way that the fried dough is made because it's always raw in the center. So he comes up with this idea. He pokes a hole in the middle of the raw dough so that it'll cook all the way through. And then he takes his invention, he takes it to his mom, shows her the technique, and then she adds spices and other things, and we have the donut. That's how we ended up with a donut. Now, I don't know about you and donuts. I know that I've never made, met a donut I didn't like. I love donuts. In fact, there's a, 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 there's a sign that says, abs are great, but have you tried donuts? <laughs> and I have tried donuts. I love all kinds of donuts. And here's what happens at the office, because it happens at the office when somebody brings a box of donuts. I see the glaze dripping on the donut. That's my visual cue. And that visual cue creates a craving. And then that craving leads to a behavior. And that behavior leads to a payoff. Mm. And that payoff leads me to the store to buy a bigger pair of pants. Hello! <laughs> There's always a short-term payoff to any habit. Even bad habits have short-term payoffs. You know what the Bible says about sin? It talks about it in Hebrews eleven twenty-five. this way. It says, it talks about the fleeting pleasures of sin or sin's pleasure for a season or the short-term pleasures of sin. Short-term, say that with me. Short-term, say it again. Short-term. That when you engage in a bad habit, there's always a short-term payoff but there's often long-term consequences that are negative. One person said bad habits are easy to develop, but hard to live with. Good habits are hard to develop, but easy to live with. And so how can we deal with that short-term payoff? I invite you to make a trade. To trade that short-term payoff for a long-term blessing. Let me say that again. Trade that short-term payoff for a long-term blessing. In fact, here's something you can do when you get home. You can get out a piece of paper. On the top of that piece of paper, you can write, here are the negative consequences, long-term consequences if I continue this behavior. This is what will happen to my health. This is what will happen 
to my marriage. This is what could happen to my career. This is what could happen to my spirit. This is what could happen to my finances. This is what could happen to my potential. And then flip the script and say, you know, if I break this habit and establish a new habit, these are the good things that are going to happen, the blessings long term. This is what's going to happen with my finances, what's going to happen with my health, what's going to happen with my career, what's going to happen with my home, what's going to happen with my potential. You exchange, make an exchange today. Take that short-term payoff and exchange it for the long-term blessing. And you know one of the greatest rewards it is when you break that habit? It's the feeling of freedom. I hate being a slave to something. And when you can walk in freedom and liberty and every day you know that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. That's what you call blessing, my friend. Galatians chapter six, you know the verse. It says, let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing, a harvest of blessing if we don't give up, a harvest of blessing is coming your way. Trade the short-term payoff for the long-term blessing. And all God's people said, amen. amen. So understanding the habit loop, tapping into the long-term blessing. Use the power of that and then use the power of community. I love the passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It reads this way. It says, two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. There's power in community. Back in 1971, there were two uh, leaders of Congress that went over to visit soldiers that were fighting in the Vietnam War. And what they found there really caught them by surprise, that 35% of those who were uh, in the military at that time, they were struggling with, with heroin, experimenting with it, and 20% were just flat out addicted. And they came back from that experience and they said, we gotta do something. So one of the things they did is they uh, tasked a group of researchers to follow these guys once they got out of the military and came back home. And what they found absolutely stunned them. It stunned them. They said that nine out of the 10 guys that returned home were able to walk away from heroin virtually overnight. Now, at the time, the common wisdom was that heroin addiction was a permanent condition. But it turns out that once they got away from the triggers that were all around them, you know, the easy access to heroin, you know, the stress of you know, having bombs explode all around you, being thousands of miles from home, being surrounded by buddies that were also doing heroin. Once they got away from the environment, they walked away from their addiction. And so when it comes to breaking free from habits, 
Context matters. Community matters. And that's why I am so glad to see you connected to the family here at Cathedral of Faith. However you connect, amen, let's give God praise for our church family. Because however you connect, whether you connect with us online, whether you connect with us in person, in the building, in the parking lot, out at the amphitheater, when you connect to a church family, you know what you're really doing? You're putting yourself in position to succeed. And what you're doing today is remarkable. It's totally countercultural. You know, in, in, our, in, in Texas, when you tell someone you go to church, they ask, which one? In the Bay Area, when you tell someone you go to church, they ask, you go to church? It's like, why? One of the reasons, not the only reasons, but one of the reasons to be connected to a church family is there's power in community. When I'm connected to a church family, I'm putting myself in position to succeed because context matters, environment matters, and I'm placing myself in an environment that is gonna support me in becoming the very best version of myself. That you establish yourself in a community, a community of faith where people are on the same spiritual page as you. They're taking the same spiritual trajectory as you. And whether it's here in service or in a small group or in a, a Sunday school class or in a serving group, you're able to connect with people who are going to pray with you, stand with you, build you up, challenge you to become the very best version of yourself. I'm so glad for our church family and the relationships that God's blessed me with through the church family. Let me tell you about one of them. One of the guys in our church, he really is amazing. His name is James and he's a high level manager at Amazon. He's the chairman of the board at our charter school. In fact, he's sitting right over here. James, would you stand? James, thank you for all you do in serving at UPA, doing such an awesome job over there. I met James in the young adults class almost 40 years ago. And we have been friends ever since. Our dads were both PKs. God called him into tech. God called me into pastoring. And we've on the, been on the spiritual journey all these years together. And I can't tell you how grateful I am. You never know how God's gonna connect you with someone We've been through the joys of life together. We've been through the sorrows of life together. And we know each other. We really know each other. We don't have any secrets. He knows where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> but having somebody that you can trust, and again, on the same spiritual page, you're headed in the same connection when it comes to being the very best version of myself. Context matters. Community matters. And that's why I'm so glad that you are connected to a church family and especially glad that you're connected to the Cathedral of Faith church family. Can we give God praise for our church family? Amen. There's power in community. And that brings us to the, the last idea, and that is the power of perseverance. This one's really important. The Bible says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. 
and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And lose heart. How about if we get interactive? How many parents do we have in the audience today? Would you lift up your hand? How many parents do we have, yeah? How many grandparents do we have? Let me see your hands, yeah. Isn't grandparenting awesome? You know, my, my, a buddy of mine told me, he said, grandkids are God's reward for you not killing your own kids. <laughs> I kind of got off track there for a second. But, but whether you're a parent or whether you're a grandparent, you remember that moment when that toddler was first learning to walk. They got that gigantic head and those chubby legs and they're trying to balance as they walk across the room and then they fall because they always fall when you're learning to walk. You always fall. What do they do then? Do they give up? Well, I guess I'll just crawl around for the rest of my life. Instead, with a little help from the parents, encouragement from the parents, they get back up and they try again until eventually... They're walking all the way across the room. In fact, eventually, they're even doing this right up here. <laughs> and as you're learning to walk, if you fall, you're gonna fall. You don't wanna fall. Nobody tries to fall. But there are going to be moments you do fall. But if you get back up, when you fall, eventually you make it across the room. Eventually you might find yourself dancing. Can you see yourself dancing? Think with me about how long it takes to break a habit. It used to be people thought it takes 21 days to break a habit or to make a new habit. More research was done by the University College of London and what they found is that it takes about 66 days, two months, to stop a habit and to start a new habit. 66 days. Takes some perseverance. But here's something they also discovered in their research. That if you had a bad day, it didn't necessarily disrupt the process. It's only if you let that bad day spiral into one day or two days or three days or four days, that's when it was disrupted. But if you had a bad day and you got back up, eventually in 66 days, you broke that habit. And so I want to encourage you. Maybe God brought you to this moment right here, right now, because you've had a bad day. And God brought you here. I mean, the enemy's been in your head and said, stay down. You'll never do this. Stay down. But God brought you here to this moment so he could say, if you had a bad day, get back up. If you had a bad week, get back up. If you had a bad month, get back up. Just make sure you stay in the race. One of my favorite films was made all the way back in 1959. 
It was called Ben-Hur. When it came out, it was number one at the box office for six months. It won 11 Academy Awards. And the, the lead actor in that movie was a guy by the name of Charlton Heston. And the director came to him and the most iconic scene or from that movie was a chariot race. And the director came to him beforehand and said, I don't want to have a stand-in or a stunt double. I want you to drive the chariot. And Charlton Heston said, if you want me to get in an apple cart and have four horses pull me around a track as fast as they can, you're going to have to give me some training. And he did. He got trained. And then he came to the director and he said, I think I'm ready. I can drive the chariot, but I'm not sure I can win. And the director told him, you just stay in the race and I'll make sure you win. And friend, you will break through. You will break out. You will break free. You will become the very best version of yourself. You just stay in the race and God will make sure you win. Amen. God will make sure you win. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Would you stand with me, please? One of our UPA grads, Chudy, is gonna come out and bless you with a song for our scholarship offering. But before he does that, I just feel a real sense. Thank you for your patience today. I know we've had a lot of different things. We're celebrating service. Thank you for, for your patience. But please stay locked in right now. Hmm. If you'd say, you know, Ken... Again, just being real and authentic. Just being real and authentic. I, I mean, I'm not ready to give up. I came to church today, but boy, I'm sure battling discouragement. And I could use some extra prayer. I could use some extra prayer today because I'm feeling discouraged. I feel like giving up. And God brought you here today to encourage you. Would you just slip up your hand if that's where you're at right now? Just your face and just a season of discouragement, a season where you just feel you're struggling. Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Lord, thank you for this moment in time and I just pray, God. I pray for every member of our cathedral family and especially those today who are just struggling with that sense of Man, I've fallen down. I'm ready to give up. I'm facing so much challenge right now. God, I pray that you would encourage them, that they would know they're not here by chance or accident, that you helped me write this message because it was meant for them. And God, that you would encourage them. Stay in the race. Stay in the race. Stay in the race. You will break out. You will break through. You will break free. Stay in the race. I will make you win. Breathe upon them, Holy Spirit, today. Breathe encouragement. Let the breath of life fill up their lungs. Let them leave here today with their head lifted up, encouraged in their spirit. God, we believe. Jesus, meet us where we're at. Help us with our unbelief. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen and amen. Can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for being so good to us. Amen. God is good all the time. Just a couple of 
just a couple minutes. I, uh, Chudy's going to come out. Where's Chudy at? Chudy is a member of our cathedral family. His family's sitting right here. And uh, Chudy graduated from UPA. He's going to Harvard. Chudy, you're something else. When I was graduating, I was watching Gilligan's Island. He's going to Harvard. Oh, my goodness. And Chudy played a song for UPA graduation. I asked him to come and play that same song today. And as he does, if, again, one time a year, we commit to the young people who are part of Cathedral of Faith. We want to get behind their dreams. And so we're going to receive our scholarship offering. If you'd like to give online, that'll be up on the sides. There's ways you can give online to it. The ushers will be here too. If you want to, while he plays, just come and bring your gift. And let's invest a good seed so that we can see a good harvest in our young people. We believe in our young people here at Cathedral of Faith. So Chudy, would you bless us with that song as we give during the scholarship offering? Our goal is $30,000. And again, we've, we've seen God do so many things over the years. Thanks again, Chudy, for playing. We're so proud of you, buddy. You know, after service, he's going to be in the lobby playing more piano, so that's awesome. If you need prayer right after service out at the amphitheater, we'll be there to pray with you and for you. And then we've got some new cathedral swag that's out there, too. And Pastor Vaughn's doing a great job designing all that stuff. So, again, I love you, cathedral family. Next week, we've got Festus Azili. He's got an amazing story. He got cut from the high school basketball team in 2005, and in 2015, he's playing in the championship game for the Warriors. And it's an amazing story. Bring an unchurched friend with you. It's a great way to introduce them to the story of Festus, and we're believing that people will come to know Jesus through his story. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you know that you know that you know that you know. You stay in the race, and God will make sure you win. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. God bless you as you go, Cathedral.